Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you're listening to the Cheese Room podcast with me, the caller. Um, this is a show going out just in anticipation of the Manchester City Friday night fixture at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, FA Cup. I am super excited. The FA Cup is the reason I got involved in supporting Spurs. Who can forget 91 the last time we won? Anything significant in my eyes, at least. And I'm joined tonight, who is hopefully equally excited uh, by HG. How are you, mate? So are you trying to explain to us that Spurs were good and then you started supporting Tottenham? And since then, we haven't won anything significant, which I think were your words you just used. Is that what you're going for, caller? I am the curse, <laughs> and I've been called a lot worse than that in my lifetime. So I'll I'll, I'll take that. Uh, but look, it's FA Cup. You must be well up for it, surely. I mean, it's it is the glamour competition in English football, isn't it? Traditionally, look, I think every kid, certainly people our age, you know, I remember, you know, that Saturday in May, I, I sit there with my dad with a dry roasted peanuts and a shandy. It was like the the big Saturday of the year and you'd watch everything. You'd watch the two, three hour build up on grandstand and it was a massive deal. Um, it may not be that way right now, but for those of us that really remember the FA Cup, I don't want to say in its heyday, but when it did mean a lot, um, then uh, yeah, it, it, it's a fun competition and it, it, it doesn't feel like we haven't won it for so long. Um, but I guess that obviously is true. We haven't made a final since we won it either, which is... Actually, worse. Um, but we don't want to talk about the semi-finals and all those, you know, near misses. But still, the FA Cup, it, it's the it's the big cup competition. It is the cup competition. The League Cup doesn't really have the same cash, obviously. So yeah, FA Cup means a lot. Mm, I've always been. I slander the League Cup and get slandered in the process because I know people are desperate to win anything. But the FA Cup just means so much more to me. Um, you can't really be happy with a three-handled trophy surely let us know i'm sure you will in your uh, in your reviews uh, of this show it's, it's, it's funny caller like you know, i'm sitting there as you said that i'm sitting there thinking i don't know what the league cup trophy looks like the spurs have mm. won it like twice in what 25 years but we've won it i couldn't tell you what it looked like but the fa cup i know exactly what it looks like it looks like gary lineker but um <laughs> but uh but yeah, cheap jokes aside, it, that, that, that does tell you quite a bit. Like, I know what the Champions League trophy looks like. I know what the FA Cup trophy looks like. 
I don't know what the LV Cup looks like. I don't know what the League Cup looks like. It, 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 that, that does indicate something. Mm. Well, look, um, it was nice to get a nice, easy draw um, for the FA Cup. So Manchester City at home never scored at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Never scored in any attempt. Uh, HG, how do you explain this This um, this? Who do we have over Manchester City? Well, it is kind of unexplainable, inexplicable that Manchester City have been the best team for a number of years, certainly since Guardiola took over. Best team in the country. What did they win last year? Three trophies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won an awful lot. They win a lot every year, and yet they can't score a goal against Spurs. Like, even if it was defensive Spurs, still, like, I, I, I'd pack myself to score against the Spurs defence usually if you give me 90 minutes. But Man City just can't seem to do it. And I think they've missed two penalties at the stadium mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. that would have got them over the line. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't make any sense that Man City can't score at our stadium. Even Lamella scored at that stadium. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like it, it, it's a weird thing. Like, every time this stat comes up, and it's you know, probably been two or three seasons now where we've had this and thought, wow, that's a bit weird. And then it happens again. So I sit here before every game thinking, no. Like, it was great that it lasted five games, but they're bound to get one. Um, in the next game, and it and it hasn't happened, but I still have that feeling. Like I haven't gained confidence from the fact that we keep clean sheets against them. I still think that at some point in the next game they will score. Um, but yeah, it's it is it's just weird. I mean, I, I can sit here and probably try and think of some particular reasons as to why they haven't done it, but th- it, it doesn't. Th- there's no logical sense to it. There really isn't. Mm. I mean, it's a strange one, and it's not like like. I, someone said in the um, in the chat group we've got earlier, the, the Spurs chat group earlier, we've got, well, they haven't had De Bruyne. They have had De Bruyne in teams against us, haven't they? It's not like like he he, he has played against us in, in their best it, 11, and we it, still won. It is funny that that is the one thing that sticks in my craw, that they that actually they, they don't seem to play, and we've, we've been a bit lucky. Like I, I certainly remember it, it probably was the Champions League quarterfinal, right? That was the first game we played against them at the stadium. And I remember that they didn't start him in that, and he yeah, was I fit, and he didn't he didn't start. And I remember, are they trying to give us, trying to help us? Um, was this was this Pep overthinking things, which we know he's done in the Champions League? So I don't know, you know, how often he's been available. It's a shame we hadn't already played them at home this season, um, because you know he, he would have missed that game. He's been out most of the year, but um, yeah, De Bruyne to me is their best player. Like, you know, when they had David Silva and Aguero, I still thought even then that De Bruyne made them better. And now that Gundogan's gone, like, I I, I rate Bernardo Silva, but I think that Bernardo, I've always said this, Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne, to me, kind of want to operate in the same area. So when they both start, something, something is amiss with Man City. Like, I always thought Man City were better with De Bruyne and Mares or Bernardo Silva and Mares down that side than when they had De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva down that side. So, like, we, we don't know if he's going to start. Obviously, he's just got back from injury, and you think he will. But, uh, yeah, De Bruyne, to me, is, 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 like, the fact that he hasn't, from memory, played too many of those games, that, that has to be a big part of it for me. Mm. Well, it it is for me. I mean, last time out, um, 1-0 victory against uh, Manchester City. Um, let's test your knowledge, HG. Who scored? Well, all I remember about it was it was that goal from Kane. 
I couldn't tell you anything else about the game. I know it was the, the important goal that Kane scuffed that made him the all-time club goal scorer or the top goal scorer for the club. But yeah, otherwise, like I remember more about the game where we beat them 1-0 at the start of the season when, when Sonny cut in and found the bottom corner when no one thought it was going in. Like that that seems was to be that a Nudo's? game. Was Nudo's? Nudo's first time Yeah, game. It, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, it was the first game of the season. Yeah, but it was just, you know, we played, I think, Sonny and Bergwijn up front and the pace. Like, you know, we didn't do much in that game, but Sonny got one chance and found the bottom corner. And, you know, Son, I mean, we're talking about Son and Kane here who have scored goals against Man City and neither of them are playing. Um, yeah. So that, that makes it automatically more difficult. But yeah, like we, we just need to have someone who can find the bottom corner because City don't often give us gifts at home, right? There's been a few goals we've scored at the Etihad that perhaps they should have done better. Or the keeper, especially Edison, has made a few rickets against Spurs. But uh, at home, like, you know, we get maybe one chance, one goal, and we win the game. Um, but it, it, it's not, you know, we've always had, what, 30% possession if we're lucky, and we, we hit on the break, and and we find a way to do it. Mm, that, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? So it's going to be um, a conflict of style. Well, it's not going to be a conflict of styles, is it? They're two high-pressing teams. So I suppose stylistically, we're not too far apart, would you say, Manchester City and Spurs? I mean, it, it's been alluded to by certain pundits and Ange has just brilliantly responded. Yeah, I'm just copying Pep, mate. Excuse me, all our Australian listeners, for my absolutely terrible Australian accent. Um, but that, that was the quote. Is it fair to say that Ange apes... Um, Pep system at all, or do you think that that's just pundits talking absolute nonsense? It's interesting that had you not apologised for an Australian accent, I wouldn't have known that it was one. Um, <laughs> but but um, yeah, like look, ape. Like obviously there are similarities, right? Obviously, Man City had decided were well, the first team I think decided uh, last season or maybe, you know, towards the middle of last season that they were going to put a fullback or a centre back and put them in midfield. Um, and obviously other teams have followed since. Um, Liverpool now do it a lot with, with Trent. But yeah, like if, if Ange has been doing this for X amount of years and he often inverts both fullbacks, then actually it's the other way around. Like Pep mm. is copying Ange here. And I think a, a number of Spurs fans will know that Man City played Ange's team in Japan a few seasons ago in pre-season. And you might want to suggest that uh, uh, that Pep came away very impressed by what he saw Ange doing and how he wants to play. So the, the styles are very similar. It, Spurs are maybe a bit more extreme in trying to get, you know, trying to keep players forward, almost play with a midfield four and an attacking four at every opportunity. Whereas, you know, I do feel that Man City will often try and play with three at the back. They'll keep three there. Um, but yeah, it's... I'm trying to think back to the to the league game at Man City that finished three three. Like I don't remember we really pressed them high in that game. I remember we like we, we didn't sit on the edge of our box either, but it was very much like there will be times when City have the ball, and so we have to be a bit more um, disciplined. But there are going to be times where we can press, and so I I think that Spurs will try, but I don't think we'll be as gung ho about it as as everyone might suspect. And it certainly won't be like the Chelsea game where we played everyone on, on, on the edge of the halfway line, but the edge of the halfway line. Oh, that, that, what a weird phrase that is. But so I, if City have the ball, then Spurs will, you know, defend space and they'll, they'll look to, to make sure that the, the passes aren't easy 
And, and if City are on it, then we will have to press them higher up the pitch. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like with Man City, if you want to see them at their best, then you have to almost force them to do it. Like, they'll, you have, they have to play around your press. Because a lot of teams don't do that. A lot of teams will just sit back and City can keep the ball. And I feel like in many occasions, like, they can go a half a football without really having created too much. And maybe in the second half, forced, they're forced to show more of what they can do. But yeah, like it, it, it's a weird thing. I think if Spurs go and play the game that Ange usually does, then it will force City to play well to beat us. And mm. that's kind of what you want, right? Like, yes, they have really good players, but you want teams to have to play well to beat you. You don't want to lose to a team just by sitting back and saying, you know, score if you can. Mm. You want to make it difficult for them. So I guess it just depends where on the pitch you're making it difficult. But I think that, you know, Spurs is back for... Is, is, is pretty settled now that everyone's back and the midfield will will have a lot of kind of areas to cover but uh yeah i don't I, you know, we're certainly not going to sit on the edge of our box and and play on the counter that that's just not going to mm-hmm. happen well city news um in terms of team selection so uh, halland is not available um, so big news coming out of manchester city de bruyne and sissy still not match fit after another Uh, months on the sidelines but conversely is expected to start Uh, and Edson and John Stones are fit apparently Ortega could get the nodding goal as he's the cup keeper and uh, Akanji is out so how do you see him lining up HG what what do you think I mean I agree that they'll they'll use Ortega as the cup keeper Um, I think again I'm no expert on City but I think he played every game when they won one of the cups last year was the FA Cup they won last year. Um, mm. I think Ortega played every game, and I suspect that Pep is you know, quite happy to have him there. Um, so I don't see that they'll bring Edison back for it. Their, their back four is, you know, I think I'm pretty certain Walker will play because you know he, playing Spurs will mean a lot to him, um, if only so he can wave his medals in our face. But uh, yeah, the, the rest of the back four to me is relatively interchangeable. Like Aki and Gradiol, one of them will be the left back, one of them won't not play inside. And Diaz and like, you know, Akanji or Stones. I mean, obviously they're not all fit, but whoever else is there, they, they, they do the same thing, right? They could play Akanji in the left back role as a centre back and it still works because really they play with that back three and they let someone else move into midfield. Um, I, I don't know if they have a defender that's really comfortable doing that like unless they play Rico Lewis I don't think that I don't I don't think I've ever seen a Kanji move into midfield or or mm. Ake or Gradiol it seems to be a John Stones um pretty much only really that, mm. that, that does it steps through, yeah. Yeah. um if it's not Rico Lewis so like if, if it is De Bruyne and Rodri in midfield then okay I mean that they, they've got really good players but it, it, I feel like there used to be a time with with Man City that if I if I saw that Raheem Sterling was starting, I was happy because I didn't think he was part of their best eleven, right? And there are some players that they have who I, I don't really think are part of their best eleven. Maybe they have fewer options now because I feel like their squad's pretty small. Um, it's certainly not as big as it was, and even the kids coming through, they get sold off like Cole Palmer was. So. If if Holland's not playing, then you assume that Alvarez will be the main striker. Um, but behind him, Bernardo Silva, Foden, Grealish—is Doku fit? I guess not. No. Um, 
so like I don't I don't feel as if they have a, a huge amount of options out you know if if they if they've lost three or four players through injury or whatever uh, yeah I don't know I don't know what they will do but I, you know that they'll all be good players and w will it be the kind of will, will it be an attack that can really hurt us because I think Doku would hurt us mm. but like Grealish I mean he's a good he's a very good player. But I've seen, seen him contained though. I've yeah, seen him contained a lot this season, and and you know and we've he, seen Tanganga do it for Spurs. exactly. Yeah. So it, I, again, he's not a bad player. He'll probably score a hat trick now. I've said it, but I look <laughs> at those Man City players and I think like they're all good, but there were some that were much more important to their successes than others, and a lot of those players, I mean Gundogan was one certainly, are not there anymore. So obviously De Bruyne can do a lot, but Oscar Bob, I mean. Yeah, okay, he scored the goal at Newcastle, but do you think he's do you think he's going to come off the bench and really change things? No. So mm. it's it, it's like Man City are probably at their most beatable if only for the fact that there's one or two players that if they lose, you think you can get at them. The problem for Spurs is Rodri and De Bruyne are almost certainly both going to start and they're the two that to mm. me at least are the ones that really elevate them at all times. Yeah, well, world class players. Um, however, we've got our own uh, people coming back from injury. Uh, so, Spurs team news James Madison uh, is fit to start, according to Ange. I might have called that a few days ago. Um, I think <laughs> Dan Kudasevsky is, um, is fit, according to Ange. Um, and then, obviously, Van der Ven, Romero. Uh, both obviously played in the last match and, and, and they will have just gained sharpness and fitness since then. So you would hope that we would have pretty much a full strength defence out. So back four of Porro, Udogi, Van der Ven, Romero, um, obviously Vicario and goal. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think midfield is perhaps where the selection quandary comes in a little bit, HG. A, a little bit. Like I think we all know that Bendinger will start. Like it's nice to go into a game... I know it's been almost two weeks since we played, but it's nice to go into a game with no new injuries. I don't think we've had any new ones since then. Bentenker started at Man United. I suspect he'll start again. And well, I know, I mean, I suspect, I expect him to start. <laughs> um, and then, then it's a case of, well, if Madison is fit enough to start, um, which I guess is still a bit questionable, but, you know, if Andrew's come out and said it, you kind of think that he will. He's brought Romero back super quickly and Bendico back super quickly from various injuries. So if Madison has been training and is there, uh, he may he, he may not be able to do ninety, but you'd think as one of the as one of the three captains um, that we he's going to come in and start. So if it's Bentenko and Madison, then you're left with what Skip or Hoiberg. And yeah. to me, I mean, I've said this a lot. I think Hoiberg and Bentenko work really well together. So as much as Hoiberg's clearly going to leave Spurs or wants to leave Spurs or whatever, um, and I don't think Skip did badly at Man United, but I do think that Hoiberg has has more ability than Skip. He's more confident on the ball. Maybe he shouldn't be, but he is. And it's a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Skip's a bad player because he's not. I just think that Skip's play is about winning the ball, not using the ball. And Hoiberg, to me, is more, look, he, he's there. He'll make an effort. He'll you know, make it difficult. But I don't feel like winning the ball is his main attribute either. 
Like, I think he's mm -hmm. a bit of an all-rounder, whereas to me, Skip is less an all-rounder. That's not to say Skip can't do those things. We saw the pass at Man United, which anyone would have been proud of. But I just feel as if, in possession, um, Hoiberg is less likely to freak out. And again, there are times when he should freak out more than he does. But I just think that we, we, we saw under Conte, like that 3-4-3 should have never worked under Conte. And the only reason it did was because Bentancur and Hoiberg could work well together. Like I've heard people say that it was Bentancur covering for all of Hoiberg's mistakes, and that's why it worked. But I don't believe that. I, I, I think that's like, like Bentancur is my favourite Spurs player. He's really, really good. But I think that Hoiberg and him just that there's a, a kind of a connection. That it, it kind of worked. So I would have Hoiberg, and then because that's the midfield three, that to me means Kulusevski plays right wing with Richarlison down the middle and Werner down the left. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mm, would you not put Johnson? I mean, Johnson's played left. I think he's better on the right, personally. Uh, but yet, he does also seem to be um, uh, Angie's favourite youngster. Um, so, so to me, it wouldn't surprise me to see to see Johnson either in for Werner, which means mm -hmm. you save a little bit for the bench, I guess. Um, or the other the other proposal would be you, you could accommodate both. You could put Kulu, Madison, and Benton Kerr in midfield. But the problem is with that, it doesn't give you an awful lot of defensive cover, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, that would be very, very attacking. And Spurs have done that. I can't mm. remember who it was. I think it was Aston Villa maybe at home. We went with a very attacking midfield three. Yeah, I remember. Okay, look, we lost the game, but we played really, really well that day, I thought. Like, I think Brian was down the left and, and Johnson was down the right and we created chances and we just didn't take them. But, like, even with our extremely attacking midfield, we still did, you know, we like, we weren't overrun by a team who were, you know, our, what top four. They were ahead of us in the league. So I just, it, it's weird. Like pe People will, I mean, I've said on various shows that I've been underwhelmed by Brennan Johnson. Um, I stick by that. But what you've said, caller, kind of rings true. Look, actually, when he's played down the left, the goal he got at Wolves was down the left. Um, the cross, obviously, at Man City for Kulusevsky's equaliser was down the left. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Actually, the game I saw at Palace, he came on as a sub and created, was got the assist for Sun's winner. That was also down the left. So, like, he, he's, he can add something, absolutely. But I, I just think that when you're playing Man City, you have to have people who can hold on to the ball. And I don't think that Brennan will do that. So the question is, do, do you go with Werner or, or Johnson down the left? I suspect that uh, despite the fact that Werner's only on loan, I don't know, I, I think Werner was going to get that gig. It could be Johnson. It absolutely could be Johnson. And if Werner's on the bench, then, then great. We've got something on there that can come on and, and provide something different. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's a choice that Ange obviously has to make. And if you if you think about Spurs right now, that he'll probably want Spurs players, actual Spurs players, to to play with each other and get those minutes. So maybe Werner will be on the bench. I just I just don't think that's going to happen. I think it will be Werner down the left and Kulusevski down the right if if Madison's fit to start. Mm. 
be interesting, interesting team selection, interesting headache. Um, now me personally, I, I, I would, by the way, opt with uh, Kulu, but I think, um, Sorry, Werner, I should say. Um, but I think he'll go with Johnson. I've just got a sneaky feeling he's going to leave uh, Werner on the bench. I suppose the, the thing is with Werner, he does give you someone who can play up top as well if Richie isn't quite hitting the mark. So it does give you a different option. But we shall see. We shall see. What's your prediction then, HG? How's this going to go? Um, replay is obviously still a possibility at this stage of the Cup. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's, the, that's the annoying thing. because Isn't this the last time... There can be a replay in the FA Cup. I mean, I don't just mean this. I don't just mean this season. I mean next season. I don't think they're going to have any. So, like, um, if it was, a, if not it was sure a, if that's decided yet, is it? Oh, okay. I don't know, but I, I had a feeling that next year they weren't. That they, they weren't going to do it. EFL Cup. They're not sure about if the if the semis are going to be two legs. But I thought the FA Cup had kind of decided that next season. But anyway, like, if it was a if it was a ninety minute game plus pens at home. I think Spurs, okay. The fact that a replay is possible, like I can see it being a draw, a high-scoring draw, um, and then we have to go to Manchester City in a, in a week and a half, um, which no, neither team will really want to do. But maybe if that happens, weirdly enough, it, it could strengthen Spurs because by that point, there's a chance that Saar might be back and Sun might be back. And even though like it, it's not as if they're ineligible for for the game, you know, for the first well, first game, for the for the tie at Spurs, they if they're back in time for the replay, then they can play in that. So, yeah, I, I'm going to probably say it's going to be a draw, and there'll be a replay, um, and then I guess we'll talk in in a week and a half to decide whether we think Spurs will win the replay. But I, I, I can see a draw happening. See, this is the thing, HG. You've got to believe. I believe. I believe that we will do it. Um, I think we're going to win a 3-2 thriller. I genuinely think this is going to be a cracking game of football. Um, I really I really do. I'm going to break my diet and have a couple of beers. Um, <laughs> but call, call her, call her. Might you, even you have said, scratchings, live dangerously. <laughs> you said before we started that because the game was on ITV, we were screwed. Well, so. it's a curse, isn't it? ITV's crap, but yeah. These are the views of the call and not the choose room podcast. I'm I mean, and, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I won't be watching it on ITV. So maybe that will balance things out. I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> Just see. Can't wait to hear what crap commentator we get. Um, yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, we should definitely touch on this hot off the press. Uh, the Deloitte um, Financial Football League with the top 20 teams uh, was revealed today. Um Spurs being eighth on that list. Um, obviously, the end of year accounts aren't out yet, but I'm reliably told by a certain accountant that those numbers are pretty much reliable and the club feed them information early. So, yeah, it, it looks good. Top club in London, HG. Were you a bit surprised about that? Yes, because Chelsea were also in the Champions League that season, right? Like yeah. I'm trying, I, I get confused as which season they're talking about, but it's so. last season, right? So Chelsea yeah. were in the Champions League last season, I know, because Graham Potter got all glowed up for it with his. Oh fantasy, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so obviously Arsenal weren't in that, so you'd expect that we'd have more than Arsenal because we we were in the Champions League and they weren't. But I'm a bit surprised that we're ahead of Chelsea. But I guess that's just the power of of that stadium, right? Chelsea mm. would have been planning and thinking about a new stadium for a long time. Um, and it still hasn't happened, and they're still nowhere near doing it. But Spurs have got theirs up and running and going. So, it like I was surprised at the, at the amount of money 
Um, I, I do look forward to seeing a bit more about where that money came from. If it was, if it was all kind of Champions League that led to the the extra money, because I think well, we were in com- Conference League the year before, but we didn't do great in the Champions League, did we? So, well, well, that's it. So, I mean, getting knocked out in the group stage in Champions League, I reckon that's about sixty million quid, which you know, it's not to be sniffed yeah. at. Sixty but, million quid is a lot yeah, of money, but it's but it's not. I mean, it's a Richarlison, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a serious amount of money. And I think people forget, like, they all know about the money you get for being in the group stage and the money that you get for, you know, winning games is worth more than getting draws. And obviously Spurs, I think they, they, were, they were top of the group, but they only had like eight points. It was a bit of a kind of, we, we muddled our way through to it. Um, but there's like a TV pool thing. that is another chunk of money that doesn't get talked about, which I think that's decided once the competition is over. And although Spurs would have had the smallest share, that's still an extra 15, 20 million or whatever. So, yeah, it, it's a significant amount. It really is. And obviously, you know, we won't have it for this season. So it'll be interesting to see how much we've gone backwards. And maybe Arsenal will be ahead of us financially um, this time next year. But the, the good thing about the finance, like it's nice to see that we're the eighth biggest. It's nice to see that we get 200 million euros more than Juventus every year right like, that's nice but it means nothing really like it, it, it's all about, all about the, with... there's, there's a shiny trophy at the end of this like the um yeah, the richest like, club in London you'll never sing that but you know we, we, we if, if we were the eighth richest club in the world well we finished eighth in the Premier League last season right so there's a symmetry there that I don't want to be seeing right like if we are the fourth biggest team as we were financially last year, then we should be finishing top four, which hopefully under Andrew we will be. And we're using the money more wisely now. But, you know, as we see from Man United, having money doesn't mean anything. It, it's lovely to see those numbers and it's nice to see the progression, but all it does is give you more opportunities. And that's mm-hmm. what we need to take because for a number of years, whatever opportunities we had, we squandered badly. So... Yeah, like it, it, it's nice to know that the money's coming in and well done to everyone who pays the prices to go and watch the games and whatever people do to support the club because it, it does all help. But uh, it's it's about what we do in the summer and in January. That's where we really see if that money is going to help us. And, uh, you know, the last couple of windows, two, three, maybe even four windows, we've been smart, haven't we? I mean, I mean, the squad overhaul, you would say, is... Not far off done. I would I'd, I'd go so far as to say, HG, I think they're probably three or four players. Mind you, I always say this, we're three or four players <laughs> away from a side that could win. Like, I think if, if you're looking at players that we have right now at Spurs who are playing, then there's a couple who will probably leave relatively soon. Like Ben Davis, his contract is up, I think, in 18 months. Same with Hoiberg, who'll probably get sold. Same with the Celso, who'll probably get sold. Um, so there are going to be squad places available. But I think right now... Spurs have 15 foreigners on their books. So in theory, we could sign two more people for the next four or five months and there'd be space in the squad regardless. But we also know that as summer comes around, both Dragusin and Udogi will have to be included in that 17-man, you know, foreigner, um, non-homegrown, whatever you want to call it, part of the squad. So we're going to sell a few. I think Brian Hill's probably going to go. I think Heiberg's going to sell. So, so we do have a bit of space to wiggle with. And that doesn't mean that you know some of the more established might might get shunted as well. But uh, I think it's clear that when you look at the squad right now, you don't see the massive gaps, the really obvious problems that we saw. I mean, even at the start of this window, 
we all knew we needed an extra centre half at the start of this window, and we went out and got one. And you know, the, the jury's out as to whether he's going to be any good, but we've decided this is a problem. We're going to fix it. We're going to try and fix it. And right now, like w whatever's left, like I do think that the the attacking options are probably going to be where we're focused on from now on because the. As we, as we said earlier, like the defence is pretty sorted. Midfield, we've got some serious numbers that are quite young that, you know, that, that could be at the club for a couple of seasons at least. So, you know, it's a question of, you know, do we really believe in Richarlison as being a number nine or as a sub number nine? Do we need someone else down that left-hand side to push Sun? Do we think that Sun is more of a central striker anyway? Those are going to be the decisions that we take in the next little while. But again, like, yeah, that's one area of the squad. Everything else seems pretty okay. Mm. Well, look, I, I think that um, we're on the right trajectory. I just, I just hope that um, I hope that we continue that way. And, and there's no reason to to believe we won't. Um, interestingly, Manchester City, that you know, our, our team who we're playing against on on Friday night, um, they were the top uh, English club and the second in the entire list. I mean. I just don't know how they could possibly raise 826 million euro revenues. It's incredible. Obviously, they're very successful on the pitch, but their commercial numbers look stacked, HG. I'm no expert on, on how they get their money, um, but uh, like we all know. It, it may not be proven um, beyond a shadow of a doubt, but we all know that certainly to get to a certain level, they probably cooked the books a little bit or they inflated more than they possibly were allowed to but right now I mean they've been a top side for a, what a decade now that means they've had Champions League exposure there are people growing up around the world who who support Man City they 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 want to support Man City they like supporting Man City it's not this kind of upstart club anymore they don't know those times that we remember so I don't know if all of that 800 million or whatever you said, all that commercial amount in there is is as fake as it might have been in the past. But uh, like, there, there are a bunch of there are a bunch of kids at, at my school who uh, who come in wearing Harland tops, right? I mean, and you know, like, what 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 does Austria have to do with Man City? Nothing. But it, it's a successful team, and 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 they want to wear something that you know goes along with success. So it, it, it's a bit crazy. But uh, yeah, I guess that will come out in a in a time to be determined. It's an interesting one. Match day revenue. Um, Spurs are listed as making 135 million pounds from match day revenue. All right. Manchester City make 83 million from match day revenue. <laughs> so, but they do make 400 million from uh, commercial. And to put it into context, Spurs make 261 million. So, and the question is, like, where, like that that commercial clout is coming from certain companies, and I don't look, I don't know enough about their their finances, but I would assume, I still assume, that a lot of it comes from from the area where their owners come from. Um, yeah, what what else can we say? Like, it's a lot of money, but like we 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 can't assume now that that the world sees Man City as this upstart club. They don't. They see them, and right now they're the Champions League holders. They've won the Premier League, what, five years out of six? Mm. Um, they are the juggernaut, and people like juggernauts. People support juggernauts. That's why you supported Spurs yourself. So um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's annoying, but I suspect those numbers are 
in less inflated than they were in the past. Well, let's be clear. I supported Spurs not because they were a juggernaut, but because Gaza and Lineker played for them. Um, but but yes, even so, uh, we will stop the Manchester City juggernaut on uh, Friday night. It's going to be a good night, I'm sure, for Tottenham Hotspur. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, there will be a uh, post-match pod. Uh, of course, catch up with the YouTube uh, channel uh, broadcasting after the game on Friday night. I'll be on. Um, and uh, in the meantime, all that's left for me to say, HG, is come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.